Right on with it. Revelation. Chapter 1, verse number 10. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying, I am Alpha and Omega. That means the first and the last. You see, in the beginning, go. What anything before God? In the beginning, go. That's the first word. Those are the first words in the scripture. In the beginning, go. Young lady want to Bible back there, brother. All right. It's saying, and what thou seest, write in a book, and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, unto Smyrna, and unto Pergamos, and to Thyatira, and to Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks, or lampstands. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot and girt above the basket of the golden His head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow. His eyes were as a flame of fire. That's what you're going to see if you're not seeing. Eyes of fire, tears right all through you. And his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace. And his voice as the sound of many waters. Now, can you imagine got a voice that is? Many rivers. All you gotta do is go on up there and do what the place that let the boy can get married, and I can fall, this is that one. But many walls. And it says, and he had in his right hand seven stars. Alright? Now, and out of his mouth, out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shining in his strength. Now, the Word of God tells me, and the Bible tells me that the Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. And I know that on one edge of that sword is salvation, and the other is damnation. That's why the Lord said, the day that you hear my voice, the heart not your heart. Oh, you're going to stand before me. You're going to give an account. I don't think, I don't care what you think right now. But you can't you, 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 you can't turn your nose up and go. I always say you can't look down on holiness because holiness is up there looking down on you. The Bible says sits high. And if you want to live, you gotta look up. Satan comes from the pit. Jesus comes from the book. Oh And it said, and his countenance was as the sun shining in his strength. Now, you wonder why folk look so bright <laughs> when they receive the Holy Ghost. The whole countenance. Oh, the pigmentation of the skin doesn't change, but the countenance of Jesus. 
comes upon he that said I am the light of the world he brightens you up you, you never see a child you know there's several things to look for when one comes through with the Holy Ghost you look for the quickening spirit the Bible says you whom he has quickened were dead and trespassing and sin of course you 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 you, you listen for the speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God give it to us. Then you watch that, praise our God, that whole countenance change. Praise the Lord. The folk that doesn't look the same. Look at my head. My head looked at Praise our God. No wonder, praise our God. When Jesus coming to your life, they praise God that the Lord touched me. And I've never been the same. Then it goes on to say this. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. Can you imagine the, 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 the countenance of Jesus? But be so great, so fearful, praise our God. No, that's why no wonder the Bible said no man ever looked on God and lived. But one day you're going to have to stand before the same one that John looked at and just got so scared, just fell down on the bed. Hallelujah. And he laid his right hand upon me and said to me, Fear not. I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. Amen means it is so. A lot of folks say amen. don't know what the word means. Amen means it is so. That's what it means. It's true. It's right. It is so. And have the keys of hell and of death. That's what we want to talk about. Now the Bible lets us know in Job that death is a sure thing. You're going to leave here. Ready or not, you're going to give it up. It doesn't make a difference whether you're ready or when you're ready. It's when God's ready. All you have to do is be ready. Where it go? Now, the Bible lets me know there's a time to die. The Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes there's a time to be born and a time to die. And the Bible tells me in Hebrews and it doesn't appointed until man wants to die. The word appointed donates a fixed time. That means there's a fixed time for you to die. Appointed. You've got to, it's already fixed when you won't leave here. Before you come into this earth or in this world, your time for you to die has already been recorded by Jesus. Praise the Lord. You don't know, praise our God. That's why it's so pathetic to see folk, praise God, delaying their coming to go. I have plenty of time. Who do you think telling you to say something like that? Nobody will say it. Because the Lord said, the day him a voice. No man knows the day now when my Lord says. Now some of those voices tell you I'm not ready yet. But the Lord said, ready or not, here I come. Behold, I come quickly. Job tell me, praise our God, man's going to give up the ghost. Whether you're ready or not, you won't give it up. Praise the Lord. But, but, but and, and the Bible tells us that, that there is a way that seems right unto a man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. That's right. 
And death, we want to talk about death. Let's go over here and let's get a picture of what death is. Ephesians 2. And verse number 1 says these words. And you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. That scripture means, and you have he made alive. Quickened means we made alive. Who are dead and trespassed and sinned. Where in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince, now you gotta remember that, of the power of air. Now a lot of folks don't understand, don't even know this is in the Bible. This is not God's kingdom, this is Satan's kingdom. Folk will say, the Lord's prayer, they call it, our Father which art in heaven, thy kingdom come by the, and never stop to think what the Lord is saying. Thy kingdom come. Thou will be done. So it's not God's, whose is it? Jesus. Belong to Satan. He's a prince of the power man. Two headships in the world. Praise God, ever since God created the heavens and the earth, and Satan rebelled. There's been two headships down here. Jesus Christ that represents righteousness and life. Satan that represents sin and death. But the Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. And it says now, when in time past, he's talking about those that have been born again, whom he have quickened. Oh, 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 walk according to the course of this world. See, time's past. Not now. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now working in the children of disobedience. See, you're a child of disobedience. That means you're a child of Satan right now. See, don't, 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 don't start praying, I'll follow with you in heaven. If you, if you have to accept him as your father, your father's out here. If you're a child of disobedience, don't be humble to our Father, which art in heaven. Jesus Christ told his disciples to crowd our Father. Now, if you're not born again, you can forget that. Your Father's down here. He's the Prince of the Proud Air. I'm going to just tell it to you like it. If you don't understand, that's why folk go to hell. Nobody tell them the truth. The people just stand up everywhere you go, and every man quit, and every everyone needs to be in the operation, stand up there. Do you swear? Brother God, I swear. The Bible tells you that swear on nothing on earth. Right away, it's wrong against God. God tells you don't swear anything. That's why when a child of God go down to court, he don't get up and tell him, I swear to tell the truth. What do you tell him? I'm perfect. You don't swear for nothing. Praise the Lord. The earth is the Lord. God always made a pact between himself because he knew men wouldn't be able to keep it. Let's go on here. And say, among whom also we all had our conversations in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh, and of the mind. Remember that now. You're fulfilling the desires of the mind. But when you say it, the Bible says, let this mind be in you. Which is also in Christ. See, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. 
Old things are passed away. The whole all things have become. You see, the evidence you can tell a tree by the fruit of that. Folks can tell you I'm saved, but if they're still booking down, brother, there's no salvation there. You still cavalrying down, brother. There's no salvation there. You just go to church to have a place to be buried from. Now, I'll tell you like it is. Bob said, any man in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. The whole, all things are become new. That's what it means to be born again. Pray to God, you lose these old sinful tendencies. Pray to God. That's why folk don't have to go on no cold turkey when they come to Jesus. Hallelujah. Pray to God. You can stop shooting up, drinking up, anything else. All you got to do is let the Lord fill this emptiness that's down in your life. Christ, praise our God, will give you a new mind. Praise our God to take away those old desires that you have and give you a new mind. A mind to walk with Jesus. A mind to serve Him in the future of the Lord. We haven't got to the death part, but I'm going to get to it. If it take the four o'clock, I'm going to tell you. Christ, this thing this Tell the truth. Yes, and now, and the desire, you don't have to say it for. I'm going to preach the person. If it take that long. Now, I want you to understand. He said, How can they hear without the preaching? Let's see what he said. God told me to tell it to you. I'm going to tell it You need to be saved. Time. One minute. Later than you think. It's time to stop playing church to get in the church of God. A lot of folks tell me to go to church and don't even know what the church is. Church is not a building. The church is a body of Christ. You are the church. The church is the bride of Christ. That's why you got to take on the name of Jesus. Whomever you marry, that woman take on your name. Jesus Christ is the bridegroom. The church is the bride of Christ. I'm going to church. You're going to a building, a place of worship. Praise our God with the Lord Jesus Christ when he come back in the air. He's not going to come back for this building. Come back for those that's been born again. Baptized in his name. Filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Get you out of death this morning. Get you into the life. Want you to pass from death into life. Hallelujah, what you come out of the top. That's the God's problem. Come out of the power of Satan. That's the power of God. You can do it this morning. Hallelujah. We're going to show you the way. Hallelujah. And we're by nature the children of wrath, even as others. That's your nature. You're born with it. Baby, so I was conceived in sin. You don't have to learn how to steal. Praise our God. That's your nature. That's why Jeremiah said, I think what he's going to say, can the Ethiopian change his skin? Or the leopard is spot. Then may you also do good. That's a custom to do evil. How can you? And that's your nature to do wrong. Praise the Lord. You don't, you don't praise God, begin to do right until God's grace come upon you. From the mercy of God come until that time, you got to walk. Praise God under Satan. That's why Paul was talking about the two natures. That's why Paul, praise God, God, was letting you know that he had to keep that natural man under subjection to the spiritual man. That's why I said, when I would do good, evil is present. Praise God, the thing that I want to do, I don't do. The thing that I don't want to do, those things that I do, he said, I know that dwells in me 
No good thing. And he said, who shall deliver me? What did he say? From this body of what? Yeah. I thank God. He said, so Jesus Christ. He was the one that said I had the keys of hell and death. Jesus. Read it for yourself. Put it together, Lord. Put it together. Hallelujah. He said, but God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, have quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. Now, here's what I want you to see. I want to come over here because I want you to look at that number one. And verse five. Here's what death is. Spiritual death is the state of the natural or unregenerate man as still in his sins, alienated from the life of God and destitute of the spirit, prolonged beyond the death of the body. Oh, yeah. You just don't die. It goes further. There's a dead body dying. Hey, praise the God. Then it goes on to say spiritual death is a state of eternal separation from God in conscious what? Uh, we're going to talk about hell. He, he said, my soul is being tormented in the place. It said, what? In conscious suffering. This is called the second death. That's what death really is. You see, now, 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 now you wonder what the first death is. You were already there. The man has two natures. He has a natural man. And he's a spiritual man. Man is born dead spiritually, but he's alive naturally. And until that man is reconciled or come back to Jesus, he's walking around alive naturally, but he's dead spiritually. That's why Jesus Christ said, I am come that they might have life. That's why Jesus Christ said, let the dead bury the dead. Follow me, I am life. Let the spiritual dead burn the physical dead, but follow me. We gotta know what death is. Until you realize what death is, praise God, you never will get saved. That's why the devil got these preachers talking about he's gonna put shoes on your feet. So none of you in here wear the shoes that boy was wearing, that 24 year old boy was wearing, that can give away Mercedes Benz. None of y'all can wear them kind of shoes. Hallelujah! But I got my feet shod with a preparation. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. You just got on the wrong shoe. Let's go. So now that we know what death is, I want to get you out that foolish thinking that you can come to Jesus anytime you choose. Let's go on to Job. Job 14. Man that is born of a woman is of a few days. The Bible promised you three score and ten. That's 70 years. 70 years, that's all it is. A score is 20. Three score and ten. When you go beyond that, God has blessed you. He said, but you can't live beyond that by reason of strength. 
Hallelujah. The night of the song, you'll find that. But nevertheless, he, he cometh forth like a flower and is cut down. He flip also as a shadow and continue with that. When God cut you up, but that's it. Hallelujah. And does thou open thine eyes upon such a one and bring his men to judgment to thee? Who can bring a clean thing out of unclean? Not one. Listen, verse number five. Seeing his days are determined, the number of his months are with thee. The Lord. The Lord knows when you're going to leave here. That's why it's so foolish for Satan to have, have you tell, I'm not ready. I, I'm going to join next year. Yeah. I'm going to come. Who told you there's a next year? Who told you there's a next year? Who told you there's a mark? Hallelujah. Goes on and says this. I mean, it just, just makes sense if you just look at it. With thee that has appointed his bounds that he cannot pay. There's that word appointed again. I don't care how much money you have or how intelligent you are, you cannot be past the time that Jesus Christ has allotted for you to live. There's a time to be born and a time to die. And as an appointed to man wants to die, brother, that I'm Hallelujah. But there is a way of escape. I want to tell you about hell after what. I'm going to tell you about a family. A family that had it, hell, had it all. They were the most to say the least. Hallelujah. But they didn't have Jesus. And you don't have nothing when you don't have Jesus. It's plain and simple. You don't have nothing. Hallelujah. I don't care, praise our God, what you wear. Unless you have on a robe of righteousness, you're naked. Hallelujah. I don't care what you're driving or what you're riding in. You have nothing. That's why when the Lord come back, he don't care, praise our God, if you're riding in a wheelbarrow or a Cadillac. Doesn't make a difference to Jesus. If you're wearing hard shaft or box or hand-me-downs. Hallelujah. Doesn't make a difference to Jesus. Hallelujah. If you live, praise our God, in a mansion or live in a hut, it doesn't make a difference to Jesus. Praise the Lord. If you die, die safe. Now, I want to look at verse number 10. But man died and wasted away. Yea, man give up the ghost. And where is That's the question. Hallelujah. That, where, where, where are you? Determined by the interval in between. The time that you're born and the time that you die—that what determines where you are. In paradise, we're going to explain that paradise is in death this morning, or here. See, hell is a place where the unseen daddy, Hades, in the Word of God. A lot of folks just thought you got to hell. You got to hell. They don't know what hell is all about. I mean, it's ridiculous, folks. I mean, that's why, as I say, you got folks being lost because they throw the most important words in the Word of God around, like you're saying this morning, without any explanation. But I think if you see the light, <laughs> you ought to walk by it. That's what he says. Now, look. Man, give up the ghost reluctantly, but he gives it up. Prepared or unprepared, he gives it up. Then the question is two questions right here. Where is he? And that answer is determined by what, he, what you do with Jesus while you're on earth. 
want to go, don't you in my way. Because I'm going to bring my God to Peter when he preached the very first sermon in the New Testament church, got up and said, To save yourself from this untoward God generation. Yeah. Now, if you don't think this is an untoward God generation we're living in now, folks scared to go to the store. Yeah, right. The word just coming true saying the last days, perilous times. Yeah. Yeah. Scared to go to the bank. The line in that praying our God is shaking the whole time you're standing there. If you don't think this is perilous time, just look around you. Yeah. The word of God is coming true. Yeah. But if, and if that part is true, the other part is true. You must be, got to be, born again. Yeah. The Bible said there are folk out there that have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. And Paul said that I might know him in the power of his resurrection. And the power of his resurrection is the fact that he said, I am he that liveth. And we're dead, but I'm alive forevermore. And because I live, you should live on. I want to tell it to you this morning. I want you to say it. Let us go on. Tell us. I want you to look at. Let's go over to Luke 16. Now, we're going to go over there in the hell now. He said he had, he had the keys to hell and of death, right? Luke 16. 16 and 19, and read this way. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fed sumptuously. In other words, he had a good life. Oh, he was living up. Oh, he was the most of St. Louis. But the Bible tells me, and there was a certain beggar named Lazarus. Which was laid at his gate full of soap. And desired to be fed with the crumbs. All he wanted some crumbs. Which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his soap. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died and was buried. Now, do you see the difference there? The beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes, being what? In torment. And seeing Abraham fall off and lavished in his bosom. Now, I want you to look at that number one. We'll explain to you what hell is. It says, number one, for the Greek is Hades. Right. The unseen world, read it there, that footnote, is revealed as the place of departed human spirits between death and resurrection. Now let's go back down to the summary. Hades before the ascension of Christ, the passage in which the word occurs makes it clear that Hades was formerly in two divisions. The abodes respectively of the saved and the lost. The former was called. That's why the Lord told the thief on the cross. This day thou shalt be with me where? In paradise. Right up in there, praise our God. But on the right side of the gulf. Down in him. Other words, his soul wouldn't be in torment. How you? Look at it for yourself. He didn't say he's going to be up there. 
He said, you're going to be in paradise. The paradise was in the bosom of Abraham. <laughs> Hallelujah. I call it the waiting room. Yeah. Waiting for the rapture. Yeah. Hallelujah. Let's go on and see what it says here. Hallelujah. The former was called paradise at Abraham's bosom. Both designations were Talmudic, but adopted by Christ. The blessed dead were with Abraham. They were what? Conscious and were confident. The believing now factor was to be that day with Christ in paradise. The lost were separated from the saved by a great gulf feast. The representative man of the lost who are now in Hades is the rich man. He was alive in what sense? In the full exercise of his what? Memories and in what? My soul is being tormented in these You know why he said my soul? Because man is body, soul, and spirit. God formed him out of the dust and breathed into him the breath of life, and he became a living soul. And praise our God when man gives up that ghost. Praise our God, the Bible tells me that the body is going back to the dust, ashes to ashes, and dust to dust. And the breath of life is going back to Jesus that gave it in the first place. And what's left in the balance is your soul. You see, you've never seen the real me. You've seen the house that I live in. That's why Paul said this earth is tabernacle. Be dissolved. I have another building. Not hand in hand. You gotta have another building to live in. That soul got to have a place to live. And the Lord Jesus Christ said in my father's house. Amen. That's soul uh, to live in. Flesh and blood cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You've got to have uh, a glorified body. You said, I want to be just like him when he comes. You have to be just like him in respect to go back with him when he comes. You've got to be like him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, he was alive. Now I'm going to tell you about this family. It was a rich family. Hallelujah. Jesus again by telling us that the rich man had plenty of money, lived substance every day. Hallelujah. See, to me, the more money people give, the more word they have to do. Because the Bible says it's easier for a camel to go through a high needle than it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Now, that say you can't get in there. But you gotta give up something. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's why I said, what does it prompt a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Doesn't take much for the soul to get through the eyes of a needle. But it takes a whole lot to be burdened down with the riches of this world to get to the kingdom. Because as a point of man wants to die, 
And after this, we just, oh, you're going to leave? Yeah. 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 That's why I pray to God, I believe your soul starts shrunk. Yeah. Hallelujah. When the thing pray to God, where Jesus brought you from. Yeah. On your way to the pit. Yeah. Yeah. You can take like David said, this poor man, you right. yeah. And the Lord, I heard Yes, 
Hallelujah. I saw on television, I don't know whether it was in Detroit somewhere, and this, this, dope, this dope deal up there with Bird and a Mercedes B. He had a, yeah, he had a Cadillac. He had a coffin, I mean, in the shape of Mercedes. And you ain't never seen nobody ride no Mercedes in here. That's what he was. Let me go on a little further. Hallelujah. Jesus. Let me go on a little further. He says, 27. verse 27. Then, then he said, Then he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, that thou would send him to my father's house. For I have five brothers, that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, They have most. And the prophet, let them hear me. Same thing you got me, I'm telling you. Hear me now. Then it goes on to say these words. And he said, Nay, Father, Abraham, but if one went back to them from the dead, they would repent. And he said to them, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded to one who rules from the dead. <laughs> you see, we have a hard, mixed up, hard nut to say. That's why we thank God for the money. Some folks are going to go to hell regardless. I don't care because their minds is mixed up. That's why I say thank God for being clothed in your right mind. You see, you're not in your right mind until you have a mind to serve Jesus. How can you be in your right mind when you choose to go to hell? How can you be in the right mind, sister? When you make the choice to go to hell, when you could be with Jesus, when you go in a place of torment, when you could be in paradise, how can you be in your right mind? It's impossible to say you're in your right mind. I don't care how many degrees you got. You better get some G.O.D. Praise the Lord. PhD is not going to get you up there, but G.O.D. will. I'm going to tell you a few things that you're not going to find in hell. I'm going to let you go. All right. You know, I'm going to tell you what these brothers didn't find. They didn't find no rest in hell. There is no rest in hell. The Bible tells us we praise our God. And in the smoke of their torment, ascended up forever and ever. And they have no rest. Day nor night. Praise our God every day. You know, the Psalms say every day in the presence of God. Say, well, every day will be Sunday. Sabbath will have no end. But it's not that that way down there in the pit. Praise yeah. God, there is no rest in the pit. There is no revelation in the hell. The Bible tells us that Jesus Christ, all of your revelation is found on the earth. Now, the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Now, there is no redemption in the hell. Praise our God, the day is the accepted time. Praise our God, the day that you hear my voice. And the Bible says, appointed to man wants to die. There is no redemption over there. Redemption is on this side of the cross. Praise our God, there is no recess in the hell. Praise our God, mankind. Praise our God, I don't care how much pain he's in. Praise our God, he's got that assurance. There's somebody somewhere will find a cure for the 
you'll suffer pain for a little while with the hope springs out of God. Someone will heal him and take away the pain. But there is no reset in the hell.